0: Traveling the
1: Vortex We've joined the doctors as they travel the Vortex and arrive at episode 458, where there's a platoon of Jadoon in the room with us while we record. (laughs) I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? ro, oh, Joe, ro, no Good afternoon. Did
0: you guys have a good week? Yeah, not bad. We a good week. Do anything fun? I finished my book, as I saw you did as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, Dark Disciple, which is the uh, Quinlan Vos and uh, Asajj Ventress story.
1: It was pretty good, I thought.
0: Yeah, I think it was middle of the road. It was. Um,
1: <laughs> you could definitely tell it was structured to be. Episodes of Clone Wars. <laughs> it, it would have... It, and I think
0: it kind of suffered as a yeah, novel because it had been, of it. It had been served better as a, as a Clone Wars series arc. It would um, have been
1: a great series arc on Clone Wars, but...
0: The problem is that there, there's there seems to sometimes be action for the sake of giving the character something to do. Yeah. And the motivations aren't clear enough until the very end and then it's really limited on what the motivations were.
1: Well, and I was thinking about this aspect of it, of Asajj's story arc throughout it. Which is my favorite part of the book. But some of it doesn't feel in line with her character and feels like for lack of better words her ascent feels a little rushed. And I can justify it mostly because of we hear so much of in her head, yeah. But on a screen, we wouldn't have, and right. I think it would have been even worse. Well, yeah, that's but true. That's the one but I part think where that's what I
0: liked about the book is we got her quote unquote movies. ascension. But um, I think I can see what you mean by it maybe feeling a little rushed. But I need to go back and watch some of those Night Sister stories too. to see, re- I went to back refresh and rewatched myself. a lot Did of them you? mid mid read, and um, it's
1: I guess it. Felt like halfway through the book is when it starts.
0: For yeah, her, because at the beginning it, of the Bark book, she's still pretty much the same Asajj aside from being, you know, hurt and and hateful to um, Dooku for what he did. But yeah, she's still very much herself. But
1: I, I and and she has I think we almost needed another story in between the last one we saw of her, which was uh, Ahsoka's last one, too. Yeah, yeah. Um and this story to kind of bridge that gap a little bit better. We needed a little bit more to see her slowly into the yeah uh, bounty hunting lifestyle. and yes, see agreed. her in the gray a lot more than we, we than we're yeah. used
0: to. Um, I didn't. I I I I appreciated the love story. I did not like Voss's character in this. I think he was characterized much better in the. Legends universe. Mm. Um, But, and maybe I'm a little bit jilted by that or jaded (laughs) by that. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was kind of a middle of the road story. It was, it was, it was okay. I was glad to see there a little more. Sometimes when you read these books, unless it's specifically like Master and Prentice, I liked because it really focused on uh, Qui Gon and and Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times you'll read like a novel that'll, that'll have side characters and you won't get a lot of the main characters, but this one seemed to have enough Obi-Wan and Anakin to kind of still ground it in that. Okay, I, I, these are familiar people. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, had it not been a Qu- Clone Wars <laughs> uh, <laughs> story that had been adapted to novelization, we, we wouldn't have probably gotten yeah, as much of, of Anakin and and Obi-Wan. And we don't get a lot of Anakin, but as much Obi-Wan as we do. So. Yeah, well, and I was kind of surprised we got as
1: much as we did yeah. going into
0: it. Uh, it characterizes it... <sighs> It does a, 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 a we're going to have a full on review here, but Go for it, it. It, <laughs> it does do a, a good job of characterizing how the, where the Jedi had gone awry and where yeah. they had gone to. Yeah, and I I th- almost to I th- almost to a point that was too much for where we land with uh Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like we went. The, the Jedi went so far and then they railed back before the climax of the story, which, you know, so but it does it does well, kind maybe, of maybe that was
1: it serves so purposeful because if they hadn't have railed back, the events of Revenge of the Sith might not have gone the way they did. That's
0: that's a good point. Um, but I think what it did is and probably served better. Uh, the issue that I had when we talked about when I'd finished Clone Wars and I felt like Clone Wars doesn't push up against Revenge of the Sith well enough to, to fill that, you know, what have Anakin's dissension is, is not done well right. in the last series. Of course, now they have a chance to rectify that. And they're but, going to based yeah, off the animation. <laughs> right, but see, that, but that's what I, I, I this does that. This, yeah, and so I—I that makes me real hopeful for series seven of of the or season seven of the the Clone Wars is yeah. that they'll be able to g- finally kind of bridge <laughs> that Take gap us the rest of the way, right? So, and I'm excited for that. I saw the the preview for that this week. Yeah. So that looks great.
2: I saw the full trailer.
1: Oh, finally. all right. Ooh. Yeah,
0: <laughs> looks amazing.
1: Yeah, it does. And it looks like we're getting that weekly. So. No
0: binging, yeah. Once it drops. Well, it's that's Disney Plus's mm-hmm. mo. So,
1: and it looks like they're doing. They're starting with some of the stories that didn't get made, like the Bad Batch. Yeah, did I yeah. see that right? I
0: think so. That's what it looks like. That's pretty cool. Well, the animation was half done for that. Anyway. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy way to start the right. Season. <laughs> um. It seemed like I watched something this week, too, but now I can't remember what it was. We
1: watched the quote-unquote live-action Lion King. (laughs) (laughs) Quote-unquote (laughs) live-action. Still animated. CG animated. It was all right. It was fun. I still haven't seen it. It it stayed fairly true. I mean, there were a couple changes that were like, oh, okay. I was surprised at how well Seth Rogen did at Pomona. At Pumbaa. I combined the two names there Pumola. <laughs> Pumola at Pumbaa, and I thought uh, Scar was a great Scar. I liked him. He wasn't as over-the-top and campy as uh, Irons Irons was, but he did a fantastic job for the direction they took Scar. Those are my two biggest takeaways.
2: But then they butchered the song. Well, they, they
1: changed the song, yeah. Sarah couldn't get past hearing uh, Donald Glover as Simba, so... I think that took her out of it a little bit too much. And I thought John Oliver was just apparently John Oliver the entire time. So, yeah. yeah. I can see that. But but it was, James Earl Jones. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> Otherwise, it was, it was enjoyable. See anything else? No? Did you watch
0: anything? Did I talk about 1917? Yep. I think
2: I did last yep. week. Yep. Uh, we finished Legion, finally. Ooh, don't.
0: I have an idea. I haven't watched the second series.
2: Oh, you're a little behind. Yeah, a little bit behind. <laughs> uh, so you're two seasons behind. Is then. there a third one already? <clears throat> out yeah, out? wasn't that the third season? Yeah, third and last. Okay. But, um...
0: Yeah, I'm two seasons behind. Now. It's good. I absolutely love the first season. I just never have gotten back into it for some reason.
2: <laughs> it's good. It's got a satisfactory end to it that I wasn't quite expecting.
0: So. <laughs> um, oh, was another, another X-Men property that Disney had to put a bow on before they... Yeah. Man.
2: Yeah. Did you hear that they apparently offered Hugh Jackman uh, Wolverine again?
0: Yeah, uh, and and Patrick Stewart, they've offered them to come money to come back. So they're pretty foolish not to. Yeah, I I would agree. Although I'm
1: okay with Hugh Jackman not coming back. Let's put Wolverine to bed for a little bit. That was the refreshing thing about Dark Phoenix was Wolverine wasn't in it anywhere. <laughs> we did watch the first episode of Picard.
0: How is it? Pretty good. Is it? Not bad. I'll
1: have to check it out.
2: I watched the first five minutes of the first episode of Picard and got verklempt. And I was like, okay, I can't start this right now. <laughs> 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 just, just seeing everything that, that, you know, they present there, it was like, oh,
1: <laughs> it, it presents this very strong argument that Discovery should have been a follow-up series. More than any, That's one of the big things I saw out of it. Just visually, it has kind of a similar feel to Discovery, I thought. And just made it, just, yes, it should have been, you know, the fall of Romulus and all that stuff that happened post-JJ's destruction. You know, all that exploration, that's what Discovery should have been. Yeah. And I'm glad they're just exploring some of it, at least to some extent. Well, more than anything, it almost gives it a cohesion of, you know, this is the visual style CBS All Access is going with Trek even if it doesn't tie in anything plot-wise.
2: <laughs> At least until the animated one shows up on Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah, but that's Nickelodeon. That's not CBS All Access. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's one of, it, that's kind of the, the take it comes across so far. It's an interesting story so far, though, too. I'm intrigued to see where it goes.
0: We bought a game this week called King of Tokyo. Have you guys played that? it's a blast it's it's a really simple about 30 minute game um but uh, you play as a, a kaiju monster basically they're, they're knockoffs of godzilla and king kong and uh, other oversized japanese style kaiju uh it's it's really a lot of fun it's it's mostly a dice game with some card mechanics uh built in but it's real simple and and to, to you know grasp and it's it's A satisfyingly complex game but it's simple to learn and easy to you know kind of like Mason and Caitlin caught on real quick even though it's it's turn based and battle based and die based but it's it's a lot of fun I highly Mm -hmm. recommend it so maybe I'll bring it over one of these days bring it over three of us will play it
2: we uh, had another installment of game night we of course had finished uh, Betrayal Legacy and uh, now Patrick has instigated a pandemic legacy
0: oh gosh you know I saw a pandemic and almost picked that up, but none of my family thought that they would to get that complex.
2: <laughs> it's cool. It is a little complex with because uh, it's cooperative and right. you're trying to you know uh, stop this. So the, the the way the mechanics work and trying to figure out how the the best thing is for uh, people to, well, you do this and I'll do this and that will help. You know, figuring that stuff out can be. Um, a little involved, but it was it was fun. The challenge with um, again legacy is it's meant to be played out over over twelve months, and um, each month has a different outbreak setup that happens. <coughs> and if you fail, you get a second chance to play that particular month. But because it's a legacy, you are stuck with whatever. <laughs> Bad <laughs> bad side effects happen. Uh. <laughs> and so we thought, okay, no problem. Well, we took off and immediately, as the cards were coming out, got hit with outbreak, outbreak. I mean, they just were, like, stacked very close to each other mm-hmm. to the point where we couldn't keep up with it, and we lost. And it was like, oh, okay, so what happens now? So then we were, you know, reading the rules and was like, oh, this is going to suck the rest of the year. <laughs> Because one of the viruses that has gotten out has now become twice as hard to um, uh, eradicate. And you can't cure it. You can treat it, but you can't cure it. I was like, really? We're going to have to deal with this stupid virus being in this format the rest of the year? (laughs) So that was a big challenge um but it was it was fun I'm looking forward to the next yeah
0: i was reading the back of the the just and this was the standard edition and it. it looked a lot, it was a lot of fun
2: so. we felt a little bad playing it with the norovirus currently rampaging in <laughs> china but it's like coronavirus coronavirus, coronavirus yeah. whatever it, yeah um so yeah, bad timing on our part but uh, and then cory brought over her uh trolley game which is uh uh Choking hazard. What's the one? The the online comic with the cyanide and happiness. You familiar with that one? Not idea. Uh, no little, idea. Little animated. Um, I'm aware of the cartoon. I'm aware of the cartoon. They've been doing board games and card games and stuff, and they've they've got one now called uh, the trolley game, which takes the classic ethical dilemma of the trolley. Where oh yeah. You have two A tracks, problem, and who are yeah. you going to run over? And then there's decks of cards where you are trying to assemble the best or worst uh, you know you're trying to convince them to run the other team over and so you know h- how do you do that and, well you know this card is you know comes up that you drew randomly is uh, oh well uh, th- this track has a, an orb that's going to unleash uh, uh, the, the, an apocalyptic nightmare end of earth scenario oh but there's also a sack of kittens you know <laughs> and you have to decide well that was kind of fun It really revealed what sick individuals we are. (laughs) (laughs) And unfortunately, I can't get anybody in the games group to commit to playing Fantasy Island. So I'm just going to have to, Mel and I are just going to play it without them. What's
0: Fantasy Or uh, what's
2: the name of it? Forbidden Island. Forbidden Island. Um, They just, I don't know, like (laughs) dicks in the mud.
0: (laughs) We'll we'll get it out after we're done recording here and we'll play a quick game. It doesn't take very long. It's only about a 30 minute game or so.
2: I'm ready to play, but they're just like, I don't know about that one. I brought this one, which involves fifteen extra pieces and a couple of downloads, <laughs> and I spent nine thousand dollars on Kickstarter for it. So, okay, I guess we'll play your game.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I can say because we... they don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to news?
1: Our first bit of news comes from Entertainment Weekly in an interview with Jodie Whitaker where <laughs> she says, and I quote. Yes, I'm doing another season. That might be a massive exclusive that I'm not supposed to say, but it's unhelpful for me to say, I don't know, because it would be a massive lie. I absolutely adore it. At some point, these shoes are going to be handed on, but it's not yet. I'm clinging on tight. Yay. So Jody is sticking around for at least one more season. I think it's
2: interesting how that story has developed and changed from previous interviews where she's like, I have no plans to go anywhere, you know, to, no, of course I'm not leaving. Why would I? It's the greatest job ever. To, yes, I'm coming back next season. The shoes will eventually get handed off. Oh, okay, so now there's an end date. (laughs) 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 Like, like we've confirmed now that there is going to be an end to Jody's run at some point. (laughs) But it makes me wonder if she's not going to do a three and out kind of seems to be the
0: I think it's kind of the pattern the, so. the
2: ebb i don't know darn you patrick
1: troughton it could <laughs> be a um how many different ways can she say i'm not going anywhere sort of situation
0: yeah that's true too
1: although i do find it suspicious that this quote comes out before this episode aired considering what happens in this episode <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah hmm. i mean
0: Yes and no. I mean, nobody, even even based on what happened in this episode, nobody thinks that Jody's not going to be there till the end of the season. Well, yeah. So I mean, and that this is all going to be wrapped up and resolved. By I don't know as well <laughs> because we
2: we we have had the master as a secret reveal that no, nobody spoiled. Yeah, you know that that didn't that didn't leak, and now we've had. Can we talk about it yet, or are we going to wait, wait,
0: wait, wait? We wait. We we've here. had
2: this happen which was a massive, how come this didn't leak? What is going on? Why is she you know so much you know, why it you
0: know why it didn't leak? Yeah, he went. The BBC said, "What can we give him uh, We've got an episode with the Jejune. All right, the Jejune. We they went over there and they said, oh, we're going to do that episode of the Jejune, <laughs> only to hide the fact that, the big surprise and then they said well uh, what else you got for us um, I'm bringing the Cybermen back okay we're going to do the Cybermen. so I'm expecting the Cybermen episode to be a really big freaking reveal of something else that we don't expect well, coming that, because we're looking at the shiny objects that's what
2: it's going to be is they're going to kill Jody off <laughs> and, and that'll how did, be the end of the how run, did run second and like, year in,
0: how did second year in Chibnall figure out how to keep a secret when Moffat had it for four <laughs> seasons or five seasons and couldn't couldn't keep
2: I, any secrets from the BBC. I, 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 there's not much that I would would say, but Moff, you could learn a thing or two from yeah, Kinnel yeah. about this particular area. <laughs> yeah, just just throwing that out there. Anyway,
0: we're talking news, though. So sorry. That's all right. It just got me wound up. On that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in other news, BBC or uh, Big Finish has announced that Caroline Ann Ford is going to star in a new spinoff. Called Susan's
0: War. With uh, returning uh, Ian Chesterson. Yeah. Chesterton. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a Bill Hartnell. <laughs> R- William Russell. <laughs> yeah, William Russell. <laughs> Ian Chesterson Coming Chesterton. out in April Chesterton.
1: 2020, so April of this year, Gallifrey needs every Time Lord to fight the Time War. A summons has been issued across the universe to its prodigals. Whatever the skills, the war effort can use them Susan's call-up papers have arrived and unlike her grandfather she's willing to join her people's battle and finally return home because Susan knows the Daleks and she will do her duty
0: bum, bum, oh wait I can't wait <laughs> oh, yeah, to listen to this yeah that sounds, that sounds like that how sounds long like have we be been cool.
1: asking for what was Susan up to during the time war yeah that's now true. we're gonna find out that's true we did and it's canon, so whatever BBC does has to follow suit. <laughs> 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 so I'm
2: curious how they're going to work Ian Chesterton into this.
0: I, I don't. Su- the, the... I don't suspect he'll be in a lot of the episodes. I wonder if maybe he will serve a mentor role, meaning she'll at she'll like seek him out and ask him maybe advice what should I do should I go that kind of thing is what I'm suspecting and he'll give her her some sage advice every once in a while and that'll be probably the extent of his role because he's He's still got all his faculties, but I think he's he's sort of slowed down. You don't he even yeah. even there he hasn't done anything new with Big Finish for a while. And the reason being is because he's sort of gone into full retirement, not doing much anymore. So, I, I, and again, not that because he's lost any of his faculties because they're all still there from you know, even us uh, talking to him a few years ago, he was still his memory was a little tough on some of the details, but he was still just, you know, smart as a whip. So,
1: So here's a quote from Carol Ann about the uh the box said, it's a very complex, interesting, and fascinating piece of work which goes backwards and forwards in time in a way we've never actually done before in Doctor Who. So that's how. Yeah. Hmm. And it also mentions that she's going to bump into the Doctor himself, but probably not the one she was expecting. <laughs>
0: probably be eight <laughs> based off that quote. Although yeah. she, she has bumped into eight before because yeah. he went back in earthly, earthly child and earthly child.
2: Cool. I Exciting stuff. Totally
0: okay. With more of that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Especially yeah.
2: since McGann is, the, um, largely the doctor,
0: the de facto ward for, Doctor. for, for the, for the, yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially Thank now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the fact that they have the, the, in the, synopsis, unlike her grandfather, so obviously he's not wanting to get into the war, so it would be eight at this point. Right. Very cool. I can't wait.
0: What else we got? That's it. That's all I had. Well, let's move on to feedback. Feedback? We're going to resolve some feedback from last week. Yes. We got in late because, as we said last week, we recorded early, so Holly got uh, hers in uh, after The Wire. Jamie got his in before the wire, but, Just but, before. but But Holly got hers in after the wire, so only like
1: thirty or forty
0: minutes. I was going like to say, to be fair, if uh, we had recorded on Monday, she definitely would. She was she was in a plenty of time, but yeah,
2: it was totally on us and not you. Holly writes: Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Hey guys, first of all, <clears throat> first off, want to pass on my congratulations to your chiefs. We'll be rooting them on in the Super Bowl. Yay. So, yeah, sorry
0: um, about your Packers.
2: Yeah, so am I. That's really. That's my other <laughs> team. On to the review. This was a fun romp of an episode. Having seen both seasons of Timeless, this had a timeless feel because, well, you guessed it, the actor who played Tesla was one of the leads in Timeless. Love the group dynamic between the companions and Tesla and company. Was it just me, or did the Scythra look like a long-distant cousin of the Rachmoths? I'll wrap it up here. Holly from Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, I think we commented on that, how how Ragnos-like it was. Yeah, I think I even mentioned Cousin. Yeah.
1: She also sent in some feedback for Fugitive of the Jadoon. She says, Hey guys, man, what an episode. Talk about a surprise with Captain Jack coming back. Love Jack's interactions with the companions. Wonder who the lone Cyberman could be. Handles reincarnated? (laughs) The whole thing with another doctor is interesting, another TARDIS. Makes me wonder how much of this is an elaborate play to get the doctor to do something they normally wouldn't do. This is going to be an interesting setup for the rest of the season. I'll wrap it up here. Holly from Wisconsin.
0: Thank you, Holly.
1: And our last bit of feedback comes from Jamie. He sent in two little bits.
2: Uh, the first one, hopefully this in time. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of an interesting story title for a time travel show. Hopefully, hopefully this in time. <laughs> I'm going to steal that, Jamie. Just making a note of it. First, I'd like to add one last comment on Tesla. Something that wasn't brought up is that the actor who played Edison. He's played by Robert Gins- G- Glen Glenister. Glenister. Robert G- Glenister. I cannot talk tonight, I apologize. Who has been in Who before, Robert voiced Aborosheth in the Big Finish story Absolution, Cariz's departure. I don't remember the character, but I remember the story. He is most famous for playing Salatine in Caves of Adrazani.
0: Yeah, I had forgot to bring that up last week. I did not know that. I, I wasn't have brought that up. I wasn't sure if
1: it was him or if it was Benny who was that actor, because we had that news of him coming on the show.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah.
1: So I wasn't sure who that was going to be.
2: I had forgotten. Moving to Fugitive of the Jadoon. Well, life got in the way, so I didn't get to see it. But from all the information I've gleaned, it looks like a doozy. The Jadoon, Captain Jack, the Chameleon Arch, Joe Martin as the Doctor. Wow. So the big, big one, Joe Martin is she really the doctor have they already cast the 14th or is this an unknown it can't be a pre first doctors that would ruin time of the doctor entirely unless there's some brainwashing or supplanted memories the return of captain jack sounds fun and i'm interested to see how the lone Cyberman is he reviewing out. a
0: show he hasn't watched yet that's what it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> and all how, right keep going <laughs> and how it
2: affects and interplays with the timeless child Not really much else to say. I won't be watching the next two episodes. Next week is the Super Bowl. The week after that is family stuff. Anyway, keep up the good work, Jamie.
0: Well, we'll be looking forward to when you actually do catch up. (laughs) Just a little uh, uh, advice, Jamie. I'd hold off on the next few episodes from us then because those are going to be riddled with spoilers. (laughs)
2: His other uh, other comment is series five or uh, series twelve, episode five continued. Joe Martin is the Doctor. Watch what cultures ups and downs for this episode for some interesting theories on who this could be—a parallel universe Doctor, Susan, the Doctor's daughter, the Master, the Ronnie. I'm throwing the other out there. <laughs> Just ideas and more things to talk about. Jamie,
0: thank you,
1: Jamie. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Jamie. All right. Well, let's move on to our review. Fugitive of the
1: Jadoon. Kosho blow. Trigger happy space police, the Jadoon are targeting the 21st century Glocashur. How do you say that? Glocashur. I was right. The Doctor, Yaz, Ryan, and Graham race back to Earth in order to prevent them doing too much damage to the Cathedral City. But who are they looking for, and what did they do to incur the wrath of the Jadoon? Bam
0: bam bam. I love this one. Man, this was... You <laughs> love the Jadoon story. I, I Believe it or not, I loved the Jadoon story. <laughs> you know, it's because the Jadoon were all... I wasn't even, I wasn't even miffed by the fact that, that the Jadoon were in this. You know, I complained about... I didn't complain. I just kind of... Bemoaned? I bemoaned a bit about, okay, we're bringing the Jadoon back. They've always been sort of one-dimensional, and they they, they still meet that qualification in this story. But that one-dimensionality is used effectively by yes. the the the, uh, the writers of this because they are used for exactly what they do, and they're brought in as the heavy without being the heavy, and that's the it, it it's a nice little series of. Uh, misdirection and steps that build through this entire thing with that being, you know, the June being the bad guy in this one and then not really being the heavy in this one and finding out that they're actually contracted by somebody else and then finding out what we find out about Ruth and and the guy that, you know, and you think us thinking that he's the fugitive that, that, you (sighs) know, that, that just, it was crafted so well that I don't even care that really nothing was resolved in the story. Because there's nothing other re- than the Doom contract. That's just result. it. There's that's the, the only there, thing. there's nothing to this story yeah. of substance. It is it is a that's lot my of struggle with this. Story it's, so it far. is a lot of uh, uh, bells and whistles and bright lights and it's, and pretty it's setting up eye plot candy. points for future it really it's and really what it's doing. But I didn't care. I was just <laughs> I was having a blast the whole time. I felt that the companions got a little more to do this time. Uh, I liked that they started out yeah. with the companions s- talking to the, well, the first third of it, they got some stuff to do. Uh, I do like mm-hmm. that they're sitting on the steps and they're watching her and they're talking <laughs> about, she doesn't even know we're here, and and they start to address uh, some of the things, which they don't go too far with it, or maybe not even far enough for my satisfaction, but she's finally starting to kind of, relay some information, which I think is what they're, they're gradually doing that. They're, they're piecemealing that out over the season. Our companions are learning more about her as this, whatever's going on is going on. And I think that they're, that's being paced really well. Um, You know, right up to the Jadoon coming. And then uh, when, when Captain, when <laughs> Yaz is, no, no, it was Yes. Yaz. When Ryan was pulled to that ship. Graham. Oh, it was Graham, Graham first. Was when first, Graham yeah. was pulled to that ship. And I heard that voice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did a double take for for a minute. I was like, that voice is familiar. And then about a half a beat later, it hit me. And I turned over to Holly and Caitlin. I said, is that Jack? And Holly goes, I don't know, because she's not very observant. And Caitlin (laughs) said, no. And I said, I think that's Captain Jack. And that's when Holly clued in it goes, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. And then, of course, and they showed him. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, I did a, an audible. I don't do this for shows anymore. But I did the, an audible punch the sky yelp. Like, yeah. <laughs> show,
2: show of hands around the room. Whose hands went in the air? Oh,
0: right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I did. Like I went. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just
1: as I was about to hit rewind to listen to the voice again. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up. Just to make sure. Oh, I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: and I, and I half wondered as much voice as we got that maybe they were going to keep it where we don't see yeah, who it yeah. is. Um, but And it was so, so nice to see Doctor Who Captain Jack Black. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> written so well um but captain jack is there for no other reason (laughs) other than fan service and to warn. now i think he's going to be back i think it's not won't be the last time we see captain jack this season or maybe even next season but he's there really just to kind of set up something that's coming later warning warning the doctor about the uh the lone Cyberman, and to pull the companions away from the plot going forward, right, so they so don't learn about they don't, Ruth. Right, exactly. Although she winds
1: up telling them, so it doesn't really matter. But that way, she didn't have anybody else to lean on during all of that.
0: Well, I think that's what they. they, they I think that's what they're crafting through this episode is that, or this series, this season, is they are pulling the Doctor out of that family zone that she has gotten comfortable with the companions, and. She doesn't, I think we're getting a story where the doctor doesn't realize that she can't cope on her own, that she does need the companion. And I think that's ultimately where we're going is the lesson learned for her is you're distancing yourself from your from your family because of problems at home, because of problems You're you think you need to deal. You've always felt the need to deal with these on your own. And I think the lesson that we're going to get is that if she had let them in on what was happening, and there's a little bit of that at the end of this episode, if she had been more open with them that she's going to learn later down the line that she would have been able to, this whole thing would have been able to cope better if she'd have let them in on a little closer. So I think that's where they're going with it. But I have
2: a theory about that too.
0: I also love, I am I'm jeopardizing a lot of time, but I also love the fact that they have backdoored cast, at least so far, the first African American doctor yes. as well, which I think is fantastic. Now what there they- is a chance that she won't end up being the doctor. It might be the Ronnie in disguise. She just doesn't know it, or she is in disguise. It might be a parallel universe doctor. Even still, I don't still- think it's a future incarnation of the Doctor because I think she, they, they, they do a good job of explaining that because neither of them know who the other is they can't be each other's future and they can't be each other's past. and so that's a real intriguing right. if if unless, unless uh Ruth Doctor is lying then they can't be in the same uh line of of incarnations. so which lends I, to the alternate reality. I would love that because that would universe. so make room for Shoko Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally bring and
1: Doctor into this universe. Oh, and that's a way to to do the casting without committing to the casting too. That's true.
2: It is interesting that um, she is credited as the doctor in the right. credits. Yep. So it's 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 an official, at least that far. Um, I don't disagree with either of you. I, I guess Keith hasn't really had a chance to talk yet. Have you? <laughs> Would you <like> to
0: <laughs> talk I haven't some, given Keith? anybody a chance to talk.
1: <laughs> I, I've agreed with most of what Glenn says. I. I As far as the Dune aspect of things, I was really pleased that it starts off with, oh, it's literally just going to be another version of Martha, or Smith and Jones, but they take such a different turn with it that it works really well. That it starts off with, you know, oh, they're looking for somebody, and oh, look who it is, and I was worried it was just going to be, oh, look, it's an alien in disguise, and it is... But it's so much more than that that it makes it different, but similar at the same time. It works really well. It's a good way to use the
2: Jidoon. Do Is there any possibility that part of the acceptance in the room of the Jadoon is maybe because we just listened to Prisoner of the Jadoon and 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 maybe kind of warmed I, I, Glenn's up a little bit? I'm the only one that's really
1: had the major issues with the yeah, I Jadoon. And I didn't and care didn't that, that much that about that story either. I've never had big issues with the Jadoon. They're one, they're one dimensional characters, and I acknowledge that. I understand
2: the, especially the complaint about the, uh, uh, you know, space rhino, um, being you know an anthropomorphized. Right, right, kind of thing. and
0: it only takes me two or three episodes uh, to get over the anthropomorphization. It's when they do it the first time, and then they do it again, and they they go, oh, remember we anthropomorphized this character, these characters, but. What well, beyond that, I, I kind of put those aside. I'm I think I've kind of come down. okay I, with the Jadoon now as an as, as alien species. If I remember correctly, I think I was right there
2: with you in that I did not like the Jadoon um, when we re- initially reviewed Smith & Jones. I think now I'm kind of warming to them and coming over to the side of, you know, despite the fact that they're space rhinos, it's a really cool look.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, prosthetics that the, the face prosthetics, I certainly think the prosthetics in this this was even better. Yeah. I think yeah. the 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 head Jadun guy was was much more articulate with mm-hmm. his, you know, expressions and stuff too. And and yeah, the, was, the, the lips that they did with him was pretty good. I think we were mildly pleased with the Sarah Jane story that had the one Jadun in it. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, about we we I, we've, we've, that I one. think we I I think even, I even came down on the okay, it wasn't too bad. Um, maybe that's because we had Slovene the next week (laughs) (laughs) I knew they were coming if anything
1: makes you look better (laughs) I
2: I have now tasked myself with creating an absolutely badass Slovene episode for you (laughs) I don't know how yet but (laughs) I'm going to make it happen um Oh man, there was so much to talk about here. Um the fan service was off the chart in this in this episode between uh just the the, the little um nuggets of, of things and then the big things like Captain Jack and uh Hurt artists and the and the time scoop and yeah, just just one after another after another. And Like you, I cheered and fist pumped and was right there and bells and whistles didn't really care. And then about 10 minutes after the episode ended, my brain started kicking into gear going, oh, wait a minute. What about, you know, because when you boil it down, this entire episode did nothing but set up a future mystery. Yeah. And it didn't even give us a lot of it. It just kind of said, this is happening. Jack's whole purpose for being there was to keep the companions out of the way so that the Doctor could go and have her adventure and then to deliver Beware the Cyberman. And I kept waiting Jack's exuberance over the idea of there being a female Doctor. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's do it. And it didn't happen. And this didn't I've got to see. It didn't happen. We, we, we kept getting attacked or delayed or the ship broke down. And, and about the third time I was like, oh, you're not going to do it, are you? Yeah. You're going to leave Jack on the ship. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they did. That was disappointing. I love the fact that he came on to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, oh, I like this one. <laughs> He's my favorite. Just so much fun. And you're right. It's, it was fun. It, it was Doctor Who Jack. He's been I, out tooling around the galaxy after Miracle Day, and
0: I just yeah. I just thought of something. I'm going to correct myself from something I said just a few minutes ago. They did not cast the first African American female. It was it's a black female. She's not African American. She's not American at all. Oh, that's true. So, <laughs> see, they, it's the first black female doctor or black doctor, I should say. Good um, point. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 before, not people were, before people before people are screaming, going, "Wait a minute! You just used that term incorrectly." I did. It's it's she's not African American.
1: Um. well did you guys assume that Captain Jack's warning had was going to strongly tie into the Timeless Child because he talks about they they develop something and then doesn't really say what it is and that it's implied that the last Cyberman is after that something so I I in my mind totally connected it to the Timeless Child that could be yeah I did I didn't didn't think of that but that could be that's how I see it all going to tie back in together
0: it's really hard for me to sit here and speculate what is coming based on that. And mostly because it it was mostly things to come sort of episode, um, while setting up several other mysteries of who this other doctor is. Why do neither one of them remember each other? Why, you know, how does she have this TARDIS that is identical to, although, the interior of the TARDIS is classic look yeah. TARDIS, which I thought was terrific. Which is I wonder, really like the look Which is that. what made me think that this was the Ronnie. <laughs> I mean, they brought the Master back. Come on, let's bring the Ronnie back. But I just kept thinking that that shoe was going to drop, and it really didn't.
2: When when, okay, we're teasing, we're teasing, we're teasing, and she shows up. She's in disguise. She's got at the chameleon arch. I actually kind of pegged fairly early. I, just the way that they were treating the flashback vision sequences it was like it wasn't until
0: the second flashback that i wondered if she was under some sort Mm -hmm. of chameleon
2: yeah i I think i think that's what's going on here which led me to go ronnie i totally was down the road this is the ronnie this is the ronnie this is the ronnie and won't that be cool and then she opens the thing and it's like oh okay chameleon arch here comes meanwhile the doctor's out digging in the garden (laughs) police box what yeah did not just Completely derailed every train of thought I had at that point. So why does she have a police box in the in the in the garden? Are you trying to grow tardises? Why is it? What is the deal? And then oh well, I'm the doctor. What? And I'm still stuck on the Ronnie. So I'm going. Well, this this is no different. She thinks she's pulling one over on the companion. Right. Like Mel. She's pulling. She's pretending to be the doctor. She's pretending to. And well, you're not the doctor. How do you know? Because I'm the doctor. And she goes really. And I was expecting that was the reveal. Like, the, okay, I'm going to drop the pretense now because you caught me. Right. Nope. <laughs> Kept going. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And then I noticed the way she was dressed because she had changed clothes. And, right. Yeah. And I, th- I looked at that outfit and I went, that's not. I mean, it could be a Ronnie outfit, but it's not really a Ronnie outfit. It's not her. It's not her fashion sense. That's a, that's a doctor outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. And then she called her out on the short pants.
1: <laughs> I thought of you and she said that I'm line.
2: glad you did. Um, I felt
0: justified. <laughs> all rainbows and high waters.
2: And so now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is a very doctor. Because that's a doctor thing. They always criticize each other's wardrobe. And, yeah. You know, okay. And so I was very now on uneven footing again while still being super excited with the the, the the fan concepts of it that were being thrown about. And then she picked up the gun. And that put me back into the, okay, this isn't, something's not right here. Where there's an imposter, or, you know, what is the deal? And I also called the, the backfire. I just, I knew that's how she had rigged it. Which kind of also seems like a doctor thing to do. Oh, yeah. You know. But we got to the end and then didn't resolve it we just kind of left it that this is this is happening this is the thing and it's like okay so now i'm thinking with the reveal of the master and now the reveal of this doctor i have a horrible <laughs> suspicion Tied in with what you had said about family and breaking her out of that the comfort zone that she's in. And it's just complete speculation. I think something happened either because the master went back and destroyed Gallifrey before the Time War, causing a paradox.
0: Oh, okay. Mm.
2: Which has now broken the timeline or splintered, however. Right, right. Or, or there, there's, there's some sort of event that has happened with Gallifrey that has broken this. Yeah. And they could be in an alternate universe, which explains the Doctor and, you know, all the right, other things. Right. But now, I'm thinking we're going to get to the end of this season, and we're going to resolve whatever that is, and the Doctor's going to go home. And not be able to take the fam with her because they were all in this alternate universe from the get go.
0: Oh yeah, hmm. I'll be darned.
2: And I'm actually a little terrified by that. Well, that'd be, actually, <laughs> that's
0: kind of an amazing concept. I kind of oh, like. Yeah. I kind of like that. Um, would be sad to see them all go, but <laughs>
2: I know, right? Yeah, I brought myself down with that. <laughs> but no, that's that's actually kind
0: of cool. I like that. I like that speculation there. So
2: it's entire speculation.
0: <laughs> you, uh, with the exception of that end drop. Of the bomb uh you pretty much described my experience of watching this episode the whole way <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking this i was right along with you yeah. I, uh, had, I had uh, to work it's, myself it's got to be the it, ronnie too. it's got to be a tra- it's got to be a, a, a time lord and then uh and then i half suspected the other gal that yeah. was tracking her to be the ronnie she almost looked more like the ronnie she did yeah. look. More she like had the more of the, of the fashion sense uh but uh they never let that go, and then of course she's dispatched there at, the big, at, 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 at towards the end. And I thought, okay, well, let's hope that wasn't the Ronnie because now she's gone. <laughs> anyway, well, and the way they make the two of them
1: make it talk, it almost sounds like either they were forced to be CIA or fo- forced to fight in the Time War. Though the way they make it sound,
0: yeah, but I think we're I, I think we're attributing. I think we're attributing We're attributing, our we're attributing well, it. yeah. That's just it. We're attributing, attributing known things about Gallifrey, but I think we have to be really careful that that wherever or whatever they've come from is drastically different than than yeah. how we know. It. And I think that's based on the Master's comment in the beginning that everything you know has been a lie. I think that that the reason why he says that, we've seen a little bit of fruition of what that is. The fruits of that statement are the fact that whatever's happening here is quite different than what we know is Gallifrey's past, which makes more sense that it might be pre-time lore that it hasn't wasn't recent that that the, the master destroyed Gallifrey that it was pre-time war that the master destroyed Gallifrey and that things have splintered and created a paradox so that would also work
2: in it. with the ideas that this this master is prior to
0: Sam um, yeah. and Yanni and yeah absolutely
2: but yeah, I, I I went back and forth with it after working and going through all the ups and downs and highs and lows and, and just twists and turns of this thing. I the 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 fan elements of this episode are just off the chart up here, and the rest of it is as an episode. I feel like I. It, it feels kind of like um, extremist or whatever it is. I feel like I need the rest of it before I can. It's really a middle yeah, chapter yeah, to yeah, this yeah.
1: overall
0: story. It's, yeah. it, it's yeah. a setup. And it's it's bells and whistles, really all it is. After after we got done with it and they didn't really go anywhere, I I was resolved to the fact that, you know what, that was just a lot of fun with some information that's going to be important for the rest of the series. <laughs> that's all that really needs to be. And I was satisfied with that. Yeah. I was like, that's, that was absolutely fine.
2: Yeah, there's a part of me that I feel like I could feel a little cheated or a little upset that that's all it is. Because I know fandom right now is just all over themselves talking about this is the greatest thing ever. It's the best episode of New Who to come along since Blink. It's, you know, I've seen all kinds of people just yeah, rave yeah. and rave and rave about it. And so now the critic in me is kind of going, well, but, you know, is it really yeah. that good? Or there's not just a lot of substance it? to it. There, there is no <laughs> right. substance to it. But having said that, I... I'm with you I don't think I care I think I just enjoyed the ride and yes it was very self-serving but it was satisfying
1: because we've also had some episodes within this Doctor's run and Chibnall's run that didn't have a lot of substance to it and it wasn't as enjoyable (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) true (laughs) very true and it didn't contribute to an overall story arc either so that's true (laughs) (laughs) I think it's all in comparisons
2: I think there's a danger I'm really curious to see how the, the, the Doctor plays out the, the mystery of this other doctor because if everything you know is wrong and we suddenly legitimately rewrite who history which could happen i mean that's one of the one of the great things about the show is there are no rules <laughs> <laughs> right, right. just when you think you've got it then now we're gonna change it
0: and after 50 years maybe it's time
2: yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe this is... We, we've joked about, well, it's kind of a soft reboot. Well, what if...
0: <laughs> what if it's going to be a hard
1: one?
2: What if it's a hard reboot? And so that is, you know, in, on the one hand, a very kind of cool and exciting idea to tackle. On the other hand, I think it's a dangerous idea because, in a way, we have spent so much time reinforcing Jody is the Doctor. I mean, we had whole episodes. We had monologues about, you know... This is who this is. You're the doctor. You're this. And uh, and we got another one this episode from, from, from Graham um, at the end. And yet, if this winds up being the thing that we're going to completely undo all of this, does that turn around and kind of go, oh, see, Jody was an imposter and suddenly kind of backdoor fulfilled. No, that because
0: I, I don't Fanta. think no. y- because Jody's not an imposter because she is the 13th in a line of the original 13 she is the she is that line no matter what you can't take that away from Well, you her. could if everything you know is wrong well but the only reason i think is i don't think everything we know as an outside viewer is wrong i, I think, think it's the everything they knows. know as, as the doctor is wrong and i genuinely believe that that's where we're going is this alternate timeline and this maybe even paradoxical setup but i think all of that will be tied up with an nice little bow i don't think this will continue beyond series 12 i think we will the, the, the focus will be shift for series thir- you know 13 for a whole other uh hopefully another really good arc that they're i have given them a lot of credit for only being what four episodes in now five five this episode episodes five. this is the halfway in? mark and one really stinker <laughs> 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 because i did not like that one uh, but uh I've given him enough credit, but i really i I'm not that worried now, if we get to the end and I'm eating my words, then so be it. Yes, everything you said is probably true, but I think from the perspective of the viewer, it doesn't it doesn't cheapen Jody's character at all. it doesn't make her an impostor because she did she was the in a way the final line of that thirteen before something got altered, so no, I don't think it I don't think it lessens it at all.
1: It all depends on how they change it. If they change anything.
2: It's easy to panic at this point. <laughs> yeah. There's so so many things that could happen.
1: Of course, if they uh, do set up this whole alternate universe situation. Shock a doctor. Shock I, I was chocolate. also thinking that's a way to fix the Valyard, too.
0: Yeah, that's true. And maybe we could actually
1: get David Warner on the screen as a doctor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, we could
2: do a... Unbound Doctor. Shulka Doctor. We could do a whole Unbound...
0: Nicholas Briggs
1: Doctor. <laughs> That's what Chibnall's doing. He's doing Unbound.
0: <laughs> He's making it canon. Um, uh, uh, Curse of Fatal Death Doctors. <laughs> what was the... Uh, Seven Keys of Doomsday Doctor. <laughs> we could... We could did... Uh, uh, who was it? Played uh, Cushing Doctor. Cushing Doctor, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, canonizing all of them I love it alright <laughs> what do we got coming up on the schedule Keith what's the next episode called
1: Praxis Praxis Praxius, Praxis I guess <laughs> I don't know P-R-A-X-E-U-S Praxius?
0: Praxius.
1: Praxius.
2: well there goes my Star Trek 6 joke
0: <laughs> yeah that's not Praxis
2: uh, well I guess we'll be talking about the pronunciation of that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they'll say it at least once in this episode and then we'll just know.
2: As opposed yeah. to the uh battle of
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything but else? The
2: battle of the conundrum of the
0: <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to check out our website for traveling travelingthevortex dot com for updates on this podcast. While you're there, click on Patreon and uh, consider supporting us.
2: Buy a T-shirt,
0: <laughs> and remember you can send your comments to feedback at travelingthevortex dot com or by clicking on the Send Feedback link on our website. And yes, we do have a uh, a store on there, so you can buy merch from us. No one's bought merch in a long time, so I think I'm the last one that bought merch from our own store. <laughs> That's because nice we time. need we need church to wear cons and stuff. Yeah. Time for a refresh. That's right. Well, I d- that's true. We need some. We need some new artwork.
2: You guys submit your artwork. Oh, we've got a new who font, don't we? We, we, do, have a a we do have a new traveling the vortex
0: font. We do have a new font. All right, that's gonna do it. Till next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you.